Welcome to In the Deep. I'm your host, Katherine Ingram. The following is excerpted from Dharma Dialogues, held in April 2017 in Lennox Head, Australia. It's called, Is it the Ocean or the Traffic? Many years ago, uh, when I first started having sessions in Los Angeles in the mm, something like 1994, I was using a place in Malibu. It was high on a cliff, not far from the ocean. And underneath the cliff was Pacific Coast Highway, which is a busy highway. So sometimes when you're sitting up in the, in the hall that we used, you could hear the ocean, depending on the wind. And sometimes you would hear the traffic. But it was very hard to tell which was which. And I would notice that if I thought it was the traffic, it would be a little agitating. (laughs) But if I thought it was the ocean, it was like, ah. And it was so ironic, and I saw the irony at the time, um, that it just depended on my interpretation as to whether it was agitating or not. And it's like that with so many things. From one vantage point, you can tell a story and it can be annoying, right? From another perspective, it can be fine. It could even be beautiful. Now, there are circumstances, there are times when it's just hard. It's hard. And we have to give it its due. We have to not try to have some sort of Pollyannish interpretation unnecessarily. But there are a lot of things. There are a lot of things throughout our day. You know, for instance, here's, here's an example I sometimes reflect on. You're waiting for a plane. You're waiting to board a plane. And they tell you that there's a mechanical problem and you can't board yet. They're working on it. Now, you can be all frustrated and maybe you're going to miss your connection, but it takes half a second to think about, wouldn't you rather be on the ground (laughs) rather than in an unworthy plane in the air? And so many things through life. It's, it's like what you're doing with your attention is giving you the experience that you're having in any given moment. You can make, I often say, you can make a heaven of hell and a hell of heaven. And people do it all the time. People get all frustrated in circumstances that are really heavenly How are we using our attention? What is the story you're telling about any given moment? And is it possible even to come to a point where you're not really telling any story? Where you're flowing on in a kind of openness in the mystery of this existence. And you're not needing to interpret and comment A lot of this, a lot of the commentary 
swirls around the concept of I, the big story starring me, so that everything that's going on through the day, you know, you're driving to just simply to the grocery store, but there's a backstory that's running. And a lot of the subtext of the I story is I want and I don't like. Those are the two, the two themes, the overarching drama. When there is a lack of interest in that story, suddenly you're, I like to say it's like life at last, you're popped into the beauty and the reality that you're, that you're actually experiencing. So when you're driving to the store or you're walking to the store, you're actually seeing what's there to be seen. You're hearing, right? You're smelling. You're, I love to talk about being alive in your senses. You're actually in your senses, which are rich and which are a privilege to experience. Marianne and I went to a memorial celebration of life on Friday of a friend who had ALS, died of ALS a few weeks ago. And there was a movie, a retrospective of her life, uh, done in photographs and some short pieces of video. So you see her from the time she's a little toddler and growing up through the years and through her career and through her dharma search and through her falling in love with the man that she ended up living with, her beloved, until she died and who cared for her in the last two years. And also through the process of the illness such that it came to the point, as her husband described it, she had no more means of communication that was coming down to just blinking, blinking for yes or no. Yet there were pictures of her and a couple of video clips during that last phase even when she seemed incredibly joyous and so grateful for the people caring for her and so here we are all mobile our senses working what a privilege and isn't isn't it amazing the way that we can make things kind of nightmarish when they're not. All with our interpretation, all with our story, all with what's missing or what should be, or what might have been or what could happen. (sighs) 
what if you gave up your interest in the story? Now, the story might drift on out of habit. But in the background, you can give up your interest. Give up your interest in the story. Fall in love with reality. Be grateful in your senses and in your love that you share with the ones in your life. Be, as I am, kind of awestruck by our moment in time, our moment in history here, which may be some of the last in human history, possibly. Pretty amazing. And like that, the personal story just fades into the background, kind of becomes really irrelevant. And it's not that you don't have creativity or you don't have things you'd like to do or you don't have plans. It's none of that. That's all a kind of overly transcendent, um, disconnected view. But it's that it has its proper place, right? You're not just a slave, to the I want and I don't like and what if and, you know, you're not living in obsession. I noticed when you began to speak, you said something about these, this could be, these could be the last days of human beings and I have a really strong sense of that myself. But I also... I don't want to subscribe to some kind of paranoid story about mm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and uh and it seems to me that the 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 answer to that is just to live in, in the moment, you know, just to be here and be loving and be present. Yeah. Um but it is actually extraordinary that to even contemplate that this could be the last days of human beings. Yeah. It's actually shocking. It for is, me. Yeah. yeah. And yet it's on it's on the table as a possibility. Yeah. Um you know, but you're absolutely right. Our our um perspective remains the same either way. And in each of our cases, our time is limited no in, in any case, right? So um yeah, it's a profound recognition to see that and to consider it in terms of the moment in time, moment in history we're sharing here on this planet. Um, and who knows how it'll play out, but but it's that's certainly in the realm of possibilities. Yeah. Thank you. Just, just grateful to have the opportunity to be in this kind of situation where you have. Uh, oh, first, it's a beautiful day, which is really nice, which is just so happened today. But, um, but uh, um, I'm fortunate in a way because I don't think I have many of the struggles that others of you may have. Um, uh, although um, we're not struggle free, we um, right. life is never easy. But, um, 
Um, yeah, no, just uh, I just enjoy the opportunity of being in a situation where people are trying to um, improve their lives, you know, by by um, healing themselves or by um, by increasing their awareness. And uh, I think situations like this are incredibly helpful because you. Um, you, you can go home. You, you can read a self-help book, and you can meditate yourself. But um, but it's this is always like a booster if you come to something like this. I find, and, and particularly the words you said this morning, it's mm -hmm. uh, it just gives you that. Um, it reminds you that other people are doing the same thing, and um, and you're not alone, and uh, and it reinforces the truth that you know, you know, within yourself. Yeah, so, that's um, great. So that's 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 what I'm finding. So yeah, thank How you. How lovely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that is the yeah. that is the function, if you will, of a gathering like this yeah. is yeah. to yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it's it's to um uh there's an osmotic effect when you're sitting in a group, no matter what it is. If it's yeah. a, even if it's a group hearing a lecture or coming to a concert or going to a movie, even you yeah. know, there's a certain osmosis you feel in the room because we're very feeling animals. You know, we're yes. very yeah. sensitive animals. Yeah. Uh, so when you come to a room where the the osmosis is on a particular frequency of dharma, mm. of of you know deep quiet awareness. That's transmitting loud and clear because of the gathering, because of the 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 people in the room. Yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I feel. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, lovely. <laughs> yeah, one of the things that just came up from what both of you were saying there was the idea of of work and of having to work at something for the change for the change in in yourself or in your relations but and 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 I've had for the first time in the last little while the experience of things that I've really been wanting to change and trying to do work on to change and then suddenly something just you know shifts and it just changed and I can't pinpoint what it was or you know what but it, it and it was such a I guess a realization that it was this um the, the effortlessness that mm. went into it. And that's similarly what you were talking about with that, just the opening in that moment. And I haven't ever been able to identify the moment. And unfortunately for me as well, I've also been slipping like back out of it. You know, I've, I notice it happens and then I, you know, it lasts for a certain amount of time and I notice I'm going back, but just going, so may, you know, maybe it's not the working at it that needs to happen more. And the working at it feels like such a, a burden. Yes. Whereas the allowing and the allowing it to just happen um, feels, I don't know, much more expansive and just going of relief, I guess, like a burden's been lifted and going, I don't have to work at this. You know, I can, I can allow it, which Beautiful. has been major, I guess, for me. Yeah, you know, that's the great news is yeah. that the working at it is actually taking you away from it. Mm. You know, that that mm. working at it is, it, first of all, it's, it's based on the premise mm. that something's wrong, yeah. right? That something needs to be adjusted and changed. Mm. Um, and when that is given up, when that thought is given up, mm. then you start relaxing mm. and it's in the relaxation it's in the total relaxation, the total whispering of yes, just as I was just describing. Even in my own case, after all these years, 
I'm still called upon to have to whisper yes in a deeper place, mm. right? And okay, this too. Ah, uh, so so it is. I will not fight with this, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so it's that that is the that is the um, you know that's the real journey through mm-hmm. is is in the relaxation. Mm-hmm. And as you're pointing to um, the the mystery of how it it has happened for you, and there can be a sense of like, okay, what was that? What was the key in that lock that got that open? But in fact, it's it's not really that. It's you don't have to go back and figure out what opened in that moment. It's just a complete relaxation in this moment that's that's required. Good to be back. And nice to see you, sweetheart. Um, I'm preoccupied with death Mm. at present. And would appreciate some words around that. So a friend died this week. And my ex, my son's father, is dying in Melbourne with a few days to go. And I thought I had developed this idea around death, being um, of Jewish background and did a lot of Buddhist learning and meditation and, yeah, there's reincarnation. It's kind of all fine. Someone will go and then their soul will be reincarnated. I had some story, some theory, Mm. like a little box I Mm. could put this all into. And that's all gone. And um, just watching my friend die, well, she's been really dying for, she was dying for three years, but seeing her two days before she died and the soul is already half gone, like the person is Mm. not Mm. the person anymore. Right. I'm stuck with the futility of life, like you're born, you struggle, you die. (laughs) I mean, I know it's not like that and, you know, I've attended Ram Dass who talks a lot about death and... I guess I was kind of expecting that I would come much more into life after experiencing death, you know, with more gratitude for every moment and, you know, and the beauty and how lucky I am that I'm mobile and you know, I can see and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there's there's some... Unease inside in putting it together. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, I, I, I'm trying to feel into it. If it were me who had just lost a friend and also the dying of your ex-partner and who is the father of your children, um, that wouldn't be necessarily a time where I would be feeling great mirth, you know, about life. I would be feeling grief, and that might have a dampening effect. Is that the case for you? Interestingly, I'm 
not really feeling the grief. I've gone a bit numb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But also that might be a protection, you know. So I guess my my impulse is to say to you, this may be phase-specific, phase-specific to a moment in time when there is a lot of feeling, a lot of sorrowful feeling swirling around or potentially swirling around, and that this may not, it may be too much to expect that you would then be looking out and, you know, singing What a Wonderful World. Um, (laughs) You know, that maybe it's just this phase that needs to be allowed and that the the gratitude and the delight may sneak up on you in time in appropriate time in its season you know yeah as as you're speaking i'm realizing that i'm not just allowing what is and whether it's numbing or yes. whatever yes um yes yeah i've stopped the busyness that's that's cool but somewhere I'm not, you know, it's like right. I should. Somewhere that I'm putting a story of I should have a, um, well, not even a theory, but an understanding of life and death, you know, like I'm already right. an older woman. I should know what's. I mean, what if, what if you, you're beginning to realise what a mystery the whole thing is, you know. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so, and that's just a deepening in that insight, you know. But you're absolutely right to have any expectation that these events should have triggered some big, you know, explosion into insight and wonder and fabulousness, <laughs> you know. Um, that could be let go of, that expectation, especially as it didn't come to be. And, and... Yet also to not have a story that says this is the new permanent, right? This is this is the new permanent. This this particular phase of feeling, this is now the permanent condition of my awareness. That's also extra. That's also probably incorrect. Do you know what I mean? No, I don't. Quite. Okay. So you're so to to not assume that your dampened or neutral feelings that you're experiencing right now are a steady state that's not going to change. It may be that you that it opens into something you can't at the moment imagine. Born of this process, born of this insight, born of this surrender into this happened and I expected to feel one way. I don't. I feel this way and so be it. Ah, so that deep, deep surrender. And then you're just not ever quarreling with the rollout. And I love what you said about the leaving the assumptions about what happens. Having that leave you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't choose that. It, right, it, right. Just, <laughs> just happens. Yes, yeah. yes, I, I know exactly. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. That That's that's helpful, just the allowing. And if I wanted to ask you what are your views around death, is that okay? 
Sure. Um, Especially having been a Buddhist. Yeah, I... Um, the beliefs that I was indoctrinated with in in with in Buddhism fell away for me a long time ago, really long time ago. Um, in the face of there not being any credible evidence, as far as I could tell, and I haven't heard any since. I've been I would be very interested to hear, but I haven't heard any that I found plausible. So I sit in this mystery also. Um, and I have no idea what, if anything, happens. Um, I don't sense anything uh, particularly. So, and it's very different when you're saying goodbye to someone as opposed to saying see you later. <laughs> you know, it's a whole different level of loss, you know. Uh, and, I, and I notice, for me, in the saying goodbye at, at, in death to someone, I feel like I'm really saying goodbye. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's... Jack Kerouac, one of our um, American heroes, one of the great beat poets, and I don't know if you've heard of him, but anyway, um, he has a line, accept loss forever. Right, some losses are forever, and that's incredibly profound to let into your heart. Right, and I feel like as I go along in this life, that's that's what's happening. There's a lot of loss forever, right? And a lot of what is called upon as we age is this, you know, is this facility to let go. You know, you're just letting go. And it's beautiful. And for for myself, it has morphed into an incredible appreciation for what is still remaining, you know. I I do feel that a lot. Um, you know, it's not just the sadness of the loss. It's it's also the reminder of of what is left of the beauty and of and I see that the more I let allow all these feelings um, the more simply tender I feel right wonderful thank you you're welcome This has been In the Deep. You can find the entire list of In the Deep podcasts at katherineegram.com, where you can also book a private session by phone or Skype, see the schedule for Dharma Dialogues and Retreats, or make a tax-deductible donation in support of this work. Till next time.